host, Frank Fair. I've always been fascinated by how people interpret words. And you know, leadership is one of those words. If you ask what leadership means, you're likely to get answers that are about what one person does. To be bold, incisive, decisive, and effective in a crisis. And because every leader needs a follower too, leadership is about attracting and sustaining a group of followers. I'm not gonna tell you that what I've just described is wrong because we all know there are circumstances when that kind of leadership is really needed. But I'll also say that I think it would be a big mistake to think that leadership begins and ends there. Yet over the years, I found many people who would say, well, yes, it does. They take what I've just described and apply it generally. It's what leaders do, and it's what leadership is. End of story. No need for discussion. The problem with that way of thinking is that it colonizes the leadership space by pushing aside other and much needed ways of leading. So today I'd like us to think about leadership as something that's more than centered on the individual. Let's consider it something that's group-centered. In fact, let's shift the word leadership to the word leaderful. If we do that, then we can talk about places and spaces and circumstances where leadership is shared widely and a group moves forward collaboratively. In that form of leadership, it's not about he or she, the one person in charge. It's very much about we. What I'm talking about today democratizes leadership from something possessed by one person who's in the lead, in charge, to something that anybody and everybody does. In fact, it's something that the collective shares and owns. Think of the image of a relay race with the baton passing compared to a single runner who starts and finishes and then wins the race for his or her team. The reason I bring this up is simple. Some of the best group experiences I've ever had in my life were in leader-full circumstances, just like what I've just described here. In those circumstances, I found myself moving back and forth from taking a lead role and then not taking a lead role, including just staying in my lane and the, doing the job I was assigned. Others followed the same pattern, sometimes taking the lead, sometimes not. But we were all in it together, and we all had a say about where we were going and what came next. How did I find those experiences? Well, all of them were uplifting, energizing, and productive. It made me want more. But some of the worst experiences I've had in, in my life have involved laboring in circumstances where one person exercised power and control to achieve the objectives he or she sought. And those in charge would use a variety of means to get people to quote unquote, follow them. Not just coercion by using authority and power, but also by baiting people with the prospects of rewards and other benefits, but of course, only if they complied. I'd love to say that the draconian approach 
I've just described only occurred in work circumstances and never took place in community settings. But I'd be lying if I did. In fact, some of the worst experiences in my life have been in situations where people came together voluntarily only to find themselves under the control of an ogre, or worse yet, a cabal. That is, a small group of people who controlled, well, everything. I hope that's enough background to set the stage for what will be a three-part series. What I've just described is the stage setter, part one. In part two, we'll explore how it all applies in activist settings. Then in part three, we'll talk about the big issue of how it can exist and flourish in formal bureaucratic settings. Let's call this series From Leadership to Leaderful. That's the focus now and next on Under the Radar. I'm your host, Frank Fear. I'll talk with you again very soon.